Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The leaders sometimes are, you know, expected to guide others, but there is no way that you can really do that meaningfully without understanding what matters to the people around you. It's difficult for a lot of people to navigate, and what I found that most helpful is making the time for my team members to ensure that their voices are heard. It really goes a long way, both in you know mental well-being and, and engagement. Welcome to The Business of Marketing, brought to you by Adweek and SAP. The Business of Marketing is where you get to hear from business leaders and innovators on how CMOs work collaboratively with their C-suite partners to drive business transformation. So, for anyone who is a CMO or aspiring to join the C-suite, this podcast will provide you with a deep dive into how to create cross-functional teams, establish clear internal communications, invest in customer centricity, drive technology innovation, and develop talent for the future. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. Welcome to the Business of Marketing presented to you by SAP. I'm Toby Daniels and I'm the Chief Innovation Officer at Adweek. On this week's episode, we have Jaime Crespo, who is the general manager at Harry's. With almost 20 years of experience, Jaime has held senior marketing roles for brands like Unilever, Anheuser-Busch InBev, and Amazon before joining Harry's. As I mentioned during the interview, Jaime's resume has evolved in step with the evolution of the CPG space, e-commerce, and the emergence and evolution of the direct-to-consumer brand wave that we've seen over the course of the last few years. At Harry's, Jaime is responsible for Harry's P&L in the US and developing commercial and innovation roadmaps. He's also responsible for the growth and success of the Harry's brand and for realizing the brand vision to become a disruptive omni-channel men's care brand. During the conversation, we spoke about his career path that led him to Harry's, the brand's recent $155 million in new funding, and their recently launched 
new initiative around mental health. We also dive deep into how Harry's leadership is organized and some of the ways that they work together to drive business transformation. It was a pleasure to get to know Jaime during our talk, and I'm excited for you to learn more about all of the amazing work he's doing at Harry's. Throughout season two of this podcast, we will be spotlighting a number of different startups who have participated in SAP.io's Foundries program. During this episode, you'll hear from Elena Pilland, who is the CFO at Evaldi Group, a business intelligence software providing custom digital distribution solutions to strengthen and simplify heavy industry supply chains. Learn how Avaldi partnered with SAP.io to provide their customers with more robust insights. Please enjoy my conversation with Jaime Crespo. Jaime, nice to meet you. Appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, Toby. It's exciting to meet you. And yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah, likewise. So there's a ton for us to cover in our conversation today. And I am so excited for you to share some of what you're working on at Harry's with our audience. So obviously, there's a lot going on at Harry's, right? You've just launched a pretty significant expansion of one of your product lines. You've also launched a new initiative around mental health. And recently, you did a ton of great work around Pride Month, all of which we're going to get into. But as our audience knows, and we hope have come to appreciate, first, let's take some time to get to know you a little bit. So first of all, tell us, why did you join Harry's? I'm sure you could have picked from any number of up-and-coming DTC brands. So why Harry's specifically? Yeah, I think that's a great question. There were like primarily two reasons for joining Harry's. I think the first one was like the overall vision of Harry's as a disruptive omnichannel brand. I was very excited about like playing a key role in building like the next step of that vision. And both parts of disruptive and omnichannel, one like reimagining how to better serve customers to disrupt new categories. And the other one is a digital native brand that is like widely distributed, how to create an omnichannel flywheel uh, and evolve our model. The second reason was really like getting to know like Jeff and Andy. They build like a phenomenal culture at Harris and that was like pretty energizing for me. I think the way that I will characterize that culture is a good mix of being very entrepreneurial and that has like different traits, like it's driven, you know, it's inventive. You are always like figuring it out like better ways to serve customers. But at the same time, like it was also like highly collaborative. And this concept of getting people together that have different perspectives and different approaches to solve a problem, attacking it from all angles was like pretty energizing for me. And that culture has been like a clear highlight during my journey at Harris. You know. And well, well, your journey has been a fascinating one. I took some time to look back over your resume. I think it's fair to say that your career has in many ways evolved in step with the evolution of CPG e-commerce. And then of course, the director consumer brand 
sort of wave that we've seen over the course of the last you know few years walk us through your career path and, and trajectory and some of the key decisions that you made along the way I, I'm particularly interested in your decisions to jump from a traditional consumer brand to Amazon and then to Harry's I think our audience would really benefit from getting a little bit of insight into kind of where you were at in your head at that time yeah so I have like 15 years of CPG background, primarily at Unilever, but also at Kaiser Bush. And during that time, like I had like a lot of like different like brand marketing roles and experiential innovation. I also work on four different markets. So I was able to like, you know, do marketing at a local or regional or global uh, role. And what that gave me is like that breadth of work that gave me like a very strong foundation. And on that foundation, my realization, my last role was that the ways that customers were shopping, moving to online, and the ways that they were interacting with brands was like shifting rapidly. And I wanted to learn more about that transformation. So this realization is what, you know, drove me to go to my role at Amazon. When I was on Amazon, I led like marketing for tech innovations, for example, augmented reality, and also like retail programs like wedding registry. And this was a transformative experience of my career in the sense that it really helped me like build a new set of skills that was complementary to my you know, traditional CPG background. And then next on my career, what I was looking for is a role that could be an integrator where you know, I could bring those experiences together. These two ways of connecting with consumers and engaging with them, where you will have on one side this craftsmanship and curation of a strong CPG brand, but on the other one, like also this direct-to-consumer relationship that will allow you to understand consumers more deeply and faster and innovate on their behalf. So like Harry seems like the perfect home to bring those experiences together. It's a digital native brand that has evolved from the channel. It had a history of disrupting categories and driving a ton of growth. And I wanted to play a key role in defining that next step for the brand. And since I've been joining Harris, my focus has been to integrate you know our b2c and brand teams to ensure even more cohesive business experience and insightful because or interesting because while both have a different approach to tackling problems if you can create a flywheel where each approach can complement the other one you can really unleash the combined power of both of them and that has proven to be very successful for the brand and drove a ton of growth let's talk about that a little bit more we talk a lot about the converging of different disciplines within marketing. We've had sort of speakers present at Adweek events and talk about the ways in which performance marketing is sort of like converging with performance brand marketing, which is an interesting and fairly new <clears throat> terminology. Talk a bit more about why you feel it's important that brand converges with the D2C and e-commerce elements of the business. And what do you see as being the, the primary business driver of that decision? Yeah, for example, at Harris, the way that we are organized is as general manager. So the general manager like, you know, manages the D2C business, the marketing disciplines, and also like the commercial innovation like roadmaps. And what that creates is a deep expertise of the brand and the way that you communicate with the brand, innovate. It's not about like silo, like two different ways of building the brand on customer acquisition and B2C and engagement and more like the awareness and funnel on the marketing side, but you can really connect those two worlds 
and make them work like a flywheel. And what, what I mean by flywheel is this direct relationship to consumer, this connectivity and approach and intimacy of consumer understanding, where you have a platform where you can learn, experiment, where you can like, you know, post questions, like validate your assumptions. If you can use it to your advantage to like, you know, inform how you uh, come to life on Twitter, to inform how you communicate on mass media and the other way around. So each one is feeding the other one. And instead of being silos, disciplines that sometimes because they have like different objectives and focus, they are like, they're seeing the world in a different way when you really like connect them and make them work and retrofit each other. That's where you can unleash power for the brand, you know? In a few minutes, we're going to jump into what you're working on at Harris today. But before we do, help us understand your your role specifically. You sort of talk a little bit about the role of the general manager within Harry's, which is also similar to, I think, other how other sort of CPG holding companies kind of set themselves up. Presumably, you're responsible for the P&L and driving innovation and growth, etc. But to talk about your role in even more specific terms and, and also how you see the business of Harry's evolving, particularly in light of the recent, I think it was $155 million raise or access to kind of new funding. So talk about your role, talk about how the business is is evolving and talk about how um, you think about the future and scaling the business in light of this new capital injection. Cool. So yeah, in terms of my role, I'm the general manager for Harry's and Harry's is the flagship brand for the company. And I manage like the D2C business or the marketing disciplines or our like PL and commercial plans. And I think what's unique about Harris is that we develop like a playbook of how to build like a brand that is truly disruptive by captivating consumers and a model to scale that brands that you know is truly on the channel and that evolves from you know D2C or digital native to a much broader availability expansion. And we've seen that expansion, we've seen a lot of like success on different areas and different components of it. So like on one hand, we've seen like success of expanding the Harris brand to new categories. In 2013, we took on SAFE and we were able to be very successful and change the dynamic in that category. But since then we have expanded in categories like hairstyle or body wash and carved like meaningful like market shares of double digit in big retailers and Overall, we have evolved from being like a safe brand to more like a personal care partner for the guys. What we've done too is we have also incubated new brands. So we use all those learnings to like launch new brands that we incubated like Flamingo, Cat Person, and Headquarters. And using everything that we learn and applying like that, thinking and approach to new brands, what we've you know, achieved is not just expanding our capabilities, but also be like an infrastructure of sharing those capabilities across our brand. So what you were asking Toby around what is our vision of how we're going to evolve and scale the business with this round of funding, it's uh, exactly like deepening that on that uh, ability to use those learnings and those capabilities across brands. So what we want to do is create a family of disrupt the CPG brands and with the new funding, we can like now focus on acquisition and bring new funders and new brands into the family so that they can, you know, leverage that uh, infrastructure and those capabilities to grow uh, their business. And we can also learn from them and be like, you know, mutually beneficial relationship. And we're doing it in an approach that across like multiple consumer categories. Let's look at some of those specific areas where you're looking to invest. I understand you're expanding into 
uh, or broadening your skincare lines, I should say, with a, a range of new products and, and also new products and new categories. So what's informing these decisions? Help us understand how you bring new products to market and the role that marketing plays in this regard, especially when you're making these strategic decisions within the kind of C-suite. At Harris, we're constantly expanding in new and existing categories. And, you know, our objective is to ensure that we're providing the best options uh, for our customers. So, for example, in the last 12 months alone, we launched like a line of deodorants. We launched a new line of anti-dandruff uh, products. We also just uh, recently launched our skincare line. And we relaunched existing products like our like safe blades to be even sharper and more durable. And the approach is always consistently. We always like start with the customer and work backwards. So we have over 20 million customers. We also have a direct-to-consumer relationship. We have a CX platform that reports into the brand. We have a strong insights and analytics functions. And all that, what it allows us is to be able to connect directly with these consumers to receive constant feedback on what they are liking, you know, what they are not, understand like the underserved needs on the market and what we can bring to the table that address those needs in, in ways that are like new and different. And we always stress the new and different as a reason to, to be for any new product or new approach. The skincare is a good example. There is a clear need for guys, like the category is growing and blooming, but the category is also like so confusing and intimidating. There is so much product that really doesn't meet their needs and that is overcomplicating it, that actually two-thirds of guys are using women's products that are not designed with their skin in mind. The guys' skin are thicker and has more hair and those products are not serving them. So what we wanted to do is create like a very like simple and clear like regimen with three pillars, like products for cleaning, like a toner or exfoliation cleaner or or moisturizing with the night or target for your blemish and the bugs below your eyes. And that's like very easy for guys to understand what is the benefit of each product. And then the, the second component of it is skincare is all around long-term benefits. But in order to try a product and you know use it over time, you need to like feel it in the moment. So you look into our old products, they are not just making your skin better over time, it also shows uh, immediate benefits. You feel it instantly when you try it, and that's what's going to get you engaged and you see like over and over. And and it's beneficial in both ways. The way we think about you know, marketing, which was your second part of the question, is our approach really differs also on the need that we're serving. For example, when we think about like safe and marketing our safe products, our focus is to encourage guys to like switch brands and to switch over to us as like the clear number two in every market and segment that we operate because of our quality credentials. So like German engineer, five plays that are highly designed, sharper and durable and at a fraction of the price. And that's the big unlock is the encouraging the switch and just by telling our like quality story. Within a skincare, it's a different like challenge. What we know is that the guys really wanna take care of their skin, but they are overwhelmed and unsure where to begin. So it's all about like driving adoption and trial. And our marketing is focused on explaining to consumers like about our new products and how it can help them. And we've seen a ton of success with the launch of, you know, uh, getting so many guys like trying uh, all those products and now that they really understand how it can benefit them. Let's take a break from my conversation with Jaime to hear from Elena Plant. 
who is the CFO at Evaldi Group and a participant in SAP.io Foundries program, who shares how they are helping customers move their inventory to the cloud and why partnering with SAP.io was a huge driver of growth for the company. Hi, I'm Elena Pylan, Chief Financial Officer at Evaldi Group. I'm based out of San Francisco, California, and I've been with the company for approximately oh, four years now. Evaldi Group was part of the fall 2020 COVID response cohort for SAP.io. Evaldi helps customers solve the problems we've all really been seeing lately with traditional supply chains and manufacturing, increased shipping costs, the long lead times, and increased carbon output. We help customers move their inventory to the cloud and reproducing it locally on demand using technologies like 3D printing. We're helping them reduce those shipping costs, lowering inventory carry costs, which someone in procurement may be not too worried about, but I'm sure your CFO is, as well as drastically reducing carbon footprints. Aspen Sievertson founded Evaldi. There's a lot of companies out there that will tell you what you can 3D print. But where Evaldi's different is we help our companies decide what they should 3D print based on their own individual business cases and really supply chains. But in order to give our customers really the most valuable business intelligence, we very quickly realized that they need access to real-time ERP data. And that's where our partnership with SAP and SAP.io came in. Our partnering with SAP we were able to provide our customers with more valuable insight. They're no longer just receiving a snapshot of what inventory should be in the cloud, but with SAP, we're making that analysis on an ongoing basis in real time, finding new savings and opportunities as their situation changes. From a business perspective, this was a huge driver of growth as it really just shortened our sales cycles and made it so that our customers have a faster and smoother inter integration process with our technology. As a leader, the most important thing I've had to learn was really knowing how to build a team. Building a team that can execute efficiently and have fun doing it is really important. And I think another thing I've really learned is you don't have to be good at everything. Figure out what you are good at and find people to help you with the things you aren't good at. And finally, find a dog or a dog breed that prefers not to bark during Zoom calls. Thanks to Elena for giving us a snapshot into their business and partnership with SAP.io. You can learn more about the Avaldi Group by visiting avaldi.io. And if you are a B2B technology company and interested in joining the SAP.io Foundries program, applications are now open for fall 2021. Check out the show notes for more information. And now back to our conversation with Jaime Crespo, the general manager at Harry's. So we talked about the role of capital, investment capital in terms of accelerating growth and enabling you to <clears throat> branch out into these new categories and launch new products. Let's talk about Harry's Labs. I know you're not directly in, involved in the lab's arm of the business, but it's interesting, I think, just in context as we're sort of talking about innovation and growth. So Labs, as I understand, looks at sort of new and innovative ways to bring new products to market that cast customers you know, actually want and need. And 
you guys claim that you're able to, you know, operate through labs in a much more sort of nimble and agile way. To talk about the lab's methodology and, and thinking behind the lab's concept. I think within, you know, Harris Labs, we've seen a lot of success over the years with the brands that we have incubated so far. So we launched uh, three brands, Flamingo, Cat Personal, the Quarters, and they've been like really like resonating with customers. But the part that is interesting is that we use everything that we learn in growing and scaling the Harris brand, and we apply that approach to each new brand to build disruption, to scale them and grow them. And now what we are like really excited about is to start focusing on acquisitions uh, in the near term, because we build like a strong infrastructure that we believe that can help other brands also scale much faster and more successfully than they would otherwise. So that's how we're like approach and how we're like, you know, thinking about evolving like with the Harris Labs, like approaching the shorter term. I think we're also like looking to bring like on fresh ideas and perspectives that can help us continue to refine our processes across the portfolio to benefit each of the individual like brands in the, in the company. And our vision is always to provide something that people like more and build this like family of disruptive omnichannel brands and expanding that family through acquisitions with lab after the success that we had on the incubation area feels like the right approach to like drive the scale. So let's switch direction a little bit and talk about Harry's Open Minds initiative. Why did Harry's make mental health such a big part of its social impact work this year? Harry's has always set aside like 1% of sales uh, to give back to nonprofits. Um, in 2019, we refined our social mission to focus on mental health. And we work with incredible organizations that had a like, big impact on the mental health space, particularly within the you know, populations or communities that are more at risk, like, for example, veterans or LGBT community or job. And the reason why for the brand to support it is that we care deeply about how the guy looks on the outside, how they present themselves to the world, but we also care about like how they take care of, of uh, their insight too. Mental health is you know, such an important mission for us. It's another way of taking care of themselves. So after like being in this program for years, one realization that we had by talking with consumers is that almost 80% of uh, consumers agree that mental health is currently on a state of crisis in our country. And one every two consumers have struggled with mental health during the pandemic or in this last year, and it had a really like negative impact. So we took this crisis mindset and figured out, okay, how we can continue to make change at scale, but connect our resources in a different way, you know, and more consolidated where there could be like greater need and more impact. So what we recently announced is the launch of the Open Minds Initiative that you were talking uh, about referencing. And it's a search for the next big idea that can change the state of mental health in the US. So we're like, you know, reaching out to all the nonprofits in the space, and we're going to award $5 million to a winning nonprofit to bring their idea to life over the next few years. And we're very excited about like this consolidated approach, this search for a big idea on mental health and fund it to like have like big impact. And we have built like also like a structure behind it with a committee that, you know, um, with our like, you know, co-founder and co-CEO Jeff Rader and a few like, you know, notable like mental health as personal advisors so that we can drive this process and find the right idea. 
how have your customers responded to these types of programs and the work that Harry's is doing in the social impact and mental health space? Yeah, the response has been very positive from the beginning. I think if you build a brand today for customers today, um, having from Kirkwood and social museums that go beyond the business and brands that really like take a stake on the ground. And that's like something that is meaningful and resonates with, you know, customers today, but also to us as a team, mental health is not just something that we're doing. We do more of it than we communicate. We actually amplify it as, as much as we could. But it's something that we also like drove internally uh, with our team. We have constant uh, conversations and it's a part of how we interact with recognition that it's not just about your being physically fit, but also like mentally like, healthy and strong. An example of many, but I mean, this last 18 months that we've been like working remotely, like we realized that, you know, our employees, it's very difficult to take time off when everyone is remote and sometimes you cannot travel or go out. So like we implemented from the beginning early last year, like mental health days where we will like close the company. Locations is like a whole week where we just like close the company and give people like a space to like really like disconnect, recharge, reset, you know, uh, refocus and prioritize and then come back with a new energy that makes all the difference. So it's a, it's a, important mission for our customers that recognize it, but also like internally for our employees that will feel like pretty motivated about it. So let's let's spend a bit of time talking about the leadership at Harry's. How are you structured and, and organized uh, as a leadership team? And then describe some of the ways that you work together, work collaboratively to drive business transformation. Yeah, Harry's leadership was a big reason why I took this role. I'm excited to work with Jeff and Andy directly. And they managed to scale a disruptive business while fostering like a very inclusive, like collaborative environment along the way. And that's been pretty motivation for me. The, from an organization perspective, we have like enterprise leaders. Um, and those operate across the whole entire organization. They oversee like functions like you know, finance or RD or people. And that's how we are structured. And then at a brand level, each brand is led by a general manager like myself or Harris. There's also like general managers for Flamingo, for Cat Personal Headquarters. And this allows us for our brands to make decisions that are truly the best for us as brands individually, but also to have full ownership, deep expertise of our customer and brand mission, and a point of accountability to move in a more nimble and driven way. So that's how we're structured. What's interesting for me is that there is a wonderful combination of, you know, two things. One is like we regularly regroup to discuss best practices, what's working, what's not, and like fit each other. And then we're also able to leverage the expertise of uh, this leadership uh, enterprise functions that support the whole company. And that's how we can like take advantage of the capabilities that we're building I think that's more like on the you know hardware the structure on the software or the culture. We also have a set of values that leaders at Harris are expected to live up to and guide our like leadership philosophy for the entire organization. And there's like different barriers, but the way that I would classify them is more this idea of entrepreneurship. Like we're very driven, involved. There is full ownership, but we're also like innovative, not stagnant, and always have this spirit of improve always. 
and then this place that fosters collaboration, you know, where we have this value of running all in all together behind problems. And when people come to a problem, assuming the best intent from others, and that creates like a unique, like, you know, collaboration approach that help us like tackle any problem, uh, you know, from different perspectives and come to better solutions that we'll have done each of us individually. Right, right. And also speaking of values, it, it's interesting. I've had so many conversations over the course of the pandemic, the last like 18 months with C-suite leaders. And often times in these conversations, the, the, the topic of values comes up and in particular how a business how a business's values have been tested through this particular period of time, obviously more so than probably ever before. And if you have a really strong foundation and core values and that you, as an organization and as leaders, you live those values, then you, you probably were well-equipped to sort of navigate the incredibly choppy waters of the pandemic. Speak to that from Harry's perspective. You maybe even reference some of the, the values that you think have been important over the course of this time frame, but also talk about yourself as a leader and some of the skills that you've had to develop over the course of the last you know 12 to 18 months that have enabled you to navigate through this period as well. Yeah. It's a great question. I think. One of the things that I believe is incredibly important as a leader is to listen to your team and to others around you. I think leaders sometimes are you know, expected to guide others, but there is no way that you can really do that meaningfully without understanding what matters to the people around you. And like you alluded, we're going through an unprecedented like, time with a ton of social unrest and disruption on many fronts. And it's difficult for a lot of people to navigate. And what I found that most helpful is making the time for my team members to ensure that their voices are heard. It really goes a long way, both in you know, mental well-being and, and engagement, but it also I use it as an opportunity to learn and to evolve my thinking. I think we you know, all have unconscious bias of things that we you know, don't know about and be able to like rewire, relearn and listening and hearing others' perspectives and letting that like serve how you think too about uh, issues is like the best mechanism for it, you know. I'm also like at that, as I was telling you earlier on, and I think that leadership and fatherhood are very similar in a lot of ways. Listening, leading by example, being supportive, those are traits that can allow everyone to grow and to unleash their potential. It's so interesting. I think the, the one thing I've learned this past year, particularly, you know, I have kids as well, two kids, spending a huge amount of time together, both with my kids and also with my wife. And, you know, over this period, there's been one thing that's been very consistent as a skill that it's been very obvious uh, and very necessary to learn, which is the ability to take the perspective of another person. And, you know, empathy is very much part of that and being empathic and putting yourself in the shoes of someone else as they are going through some experience or, period of adversity is, is just critically important. And I think that the lessons we learn in management and leadership are so similar to the lessons that we also learn as parents and as partners. So I think you bring up a really fantastic point. Well, Jaime, this is all the time we have, unfortunately, and I, I really appreciate you taking the time 
to share so much insight with us and, and our audience today. We really appreciate you uh, and we wish you the very best uh, in the coming year. Thanks again. Thank you so much, Tori. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening to The Business of Marketing, brought to you by Adweek and presented in partnership with SAP. The Business of Marketing is produced by Al Manorino. The executive producer is Brian Leddy. Support also provided by Erica Perry and Julian Gamboa. Please take a minute to subscribe and review our show. Your feedback means the world to us. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.